Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 90. Um, for those who are wondering, uh, we started off with 24 seconds of silence. Um, because I think everyone knows now, uh, probably the biggest tragedy in American sports, I would probably argue, but um, yeah, man, I don't, I don't think I really need to say it. Yeah. We've been on record as uh, Kobe fans here. Um, yeah, man. It's early. It's early to talk about it. It's hard to talk about it. Uh, the whole world is crushed. Um, but I, I do want to say that uh, what... What we see from the um, aftermath of this is truly what greatness looks like and the respect people have had for him. Um, It's really nice to see. Uh, Everyone cared about him all over the world. Um, He's one of those guys that even if you didn't, even if you hated him, on the court, it was only because of what he was doing to your team. It was hard not to like him as a person. Um, he touched so many people, all different ages. Yeah, and he, that, he's the greatest of our generation. That's one thing that surprised me is, uh, like you said, in the aftermath, you really get a good look at how widespread his influence was. Yeah, uh, and like you said, man, it's his greatness. Yeah, I really like the players changing their numbers. Yeah. Dinwiddie, Terrence Ross so far. I'm expecting more. Um, But I like that a lot. Uh, it was cool with the guys coming out as their number, wearing his number, Trey, and um, MB did it, I think. I think one other person did it. That was cool. But uh, shout out to Mark Cuban for retiring. 24 in Dallas. I love that. Did he retire 24 or both 8 and 24? I know he did 24, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure about 8. Okay. Yeah. I, someone might already have 8 retired there, though. So uh, right. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe that's what it is. But I know he did 24. Got um, it. I like the backcourt and then the 24 second. Yeah. Clock thing that that's really nice. Um I'm I'm just happy everyone showing their appreciations, showing their respect. Um and yeah, rest in peace, Kobe, Gigi, the other families, the pilot, um, the girls on Gigi's team. Uh it's, it's really, really really sad. So um I don't we didn't want to talk about it much, so we're going to try to move on from it. Uh, maybe later we'll talk more about what Kobe meant to us, but it's it's a little too early for me. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, so, Super Bowl? Yeah, so no injuries, no nothing like that. Good. Uh, got full roster against full roster, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, what do you think, man? Who who are you picking? I gotta go with the Chiefs. 
have to. Uh, the way I've talked about him on here, I've, I have a lot of confidence in him. I have a lot of confidence in Mahomes. Um, I, it, I think it's going to be tough, though. I don't think it's going to be easy. And there's been Super Bowls where I thought the game was going to be easy, and this is definitely not one of those. So, what do you think? Yeah, it's... You know, I'm actually... I have kind of trusted the Chiefs all year long in spite of the fact that they haven't been, you know, perfect. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers, who've been not perfect, but a lot closer to perfect, Yeah, I have doubted all year long. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to pick the 49ers for this one. Okay. Uh, I just why. think... Man, they're scary up front. They are. And, and they're... And again, they have the blueprint to beat such an elite quarterback. Okay. Because I I believe they're going to put pressure on him. And they're going to keep possession. They're going to run the ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're going to limit how much Mahomes, you know, has the ball. Mm -hmm. And to me, over the playoff run for both of these teams, now, you know, the competition has been different and – but I think the 49ers have been more disciplined. Okay. And the Chiefs have kind of just out-talented teams coming to this point. Yeah. Uh, so I just think it's tough for me. Like, they've gotten out to slow starts. They've also allowed teams like the Titans to move the ball, which maybe shouldn't move as, as much as they did. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers have just been solid in every aspect of the game. Yeah. Uh, and to me, like, I know Jimmy G hasn't done anything in the playoffs, but he did carry them through the end of the season. Yeah, I think he played his best in the last four games, probably. Right. Yeah. And, and for me, it's, again, he I don't think he's going to be asked to duel Mahomes like the Titans tried to do with Tannehill. Hopefully not. Uh, because if that happens, I'm wrong. <laughs> I, mean, I just flat out. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I think the 49ers are disciplined, man, and I think they're gonna prevent it from being a shootout. They're gonna prevent it from being like a back and forth kind of game. Who has the better coach? Oh man, I'll take Reed just because he's been around way longer. Yeah, but it's it's you know it's not a a wide gap between them. He is how many? He is one Super Bowl. He is none. None? He said, I think he had one appearance with the Eagles, with McNabb. Yeah. And that's it. Huh. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what to think about. I think Reed probably is a better coach, too. But, um, no, football is a young man's game. That's true, man. So, uh, I think he may be the better coach, but not necessarily the more creative coach. And sometimes in football, creativity wins. We've seen it with Lamar and yeah. Mahomes this year. Right. Um, you know, it's funny, like, in the back of my mind, though, like, uh, even though I said I'd be flat out wrong if it became a shootout uh-huh. between Jimmy G and Mahomes, yeah. watch that be what happens. And if Jimmy G pulls that out, oh, a, a, mean, lot, a lot of people are going to have to apologize. Yeah, all praise to him for sure. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, he... He shocked me with the the shootout he had with Drew Brees. Yeah. That late in the year. Yeah. 
I mean, he had a shootout with Russell Wilson to close the season out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was that was probably a bigger game for them than any of their playoff games have been. Yeah, because that locked up them having home court. Yeah, or home field, but. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just weird. I feel like this game is going to go not the way people think. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that I'm leaning towards the 49ers if that's the case. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised either way. Um, I think the 49ers, their defense is really good. And like you said, they're running. Um, they find a way, even though their running backs aren't like top-notch. They yeah, just, they're just fast. <laughs> yeah, they're fast, and they they block really well. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Chiefs' defense has to come to play. Yeah, Chiefs are also going to have to be balanced. It can't just be a Mahomes show. Yeah, they right. got like They can't get these two-minute touchdown drives. Because the 49ers are just going to wear down their defense. Yeah, if they do that, they better score every time. Right. Yeah. They're going to need another 40, 45, 50 points. Right, yeah. Uh, but it'll, it'll be an all. Aw- I'm excited, man. It's going to be an awesome game. It is. It is. Um, I You think it's going to be a high scoring or low scoring? I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be medium. 20s, gonna, 15 to 25. Okay. Like okay. The, the giant Patriots Super Bowls. Yeah. We'll right. see. Um, uh, do we have anything else to talk about there? Uh, Football-wise, uh, the Browns hired uh, a GM. And the Giants just keep hiring losers. I'm not talking about the Giants today. <laughs> not wasting my time on that. <laughs> Who's their new GM? Uh, I don't know, but it's a guy I've never heard of before in any way. Hmm. And I, honestly, I don't know executives very well at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, I've really never heard of this guy. I think he, he's from Philly. He was working as Philly's... He, he had a higher-up position on, on the Eagles. Oh, Andrew Barry. Yeah. Is his name. Okay. One thing I'll say, if he's coming from the Eagles, then that... That's that's a good thing for me, because he's, he's coming youngest, from a good organization. Youngest in the league. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he puts that situation together. Yeah, he was the president of player personnel for the Browns for two years. Mm. Um, he left in 2019 to take over as Eagles vice president of football operations. He was only at the Eagles for that one year, I guess. So. Oh well, we'll see. Yeah. It's nice to see see. some color. Finally. I feel like (laughs) I'm not getting into that. Oh yeah, I feel like people have heard enough of people ranting about it. So. All right. Um, what else? Before we get to a little bit of basketball, uh, I, I've had some fun watching the Australian Open, man. Yeah, and it all got knocked off today. Yeah, I, I couldn't watch it because I couldn't stay up till three thirty in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, um, how do you say his name? T. T. M. T. M. I he swear, was... every announcer has pronounced his name differently. <laughs> 
I know. That's why. That's why I said that. Dominic. We'll just call him Dominic. Yeah, Dominic. I mean, he's had good runs, but he never makes it. You know, never finishes it off. So we'll see what he does against. Speaking uh, of good runs, what I did watch was the match prior to that game, which was which was Zverev and uh, Vavrinka. Yeah. Weird game, because. (laughs) In the first set, Vavrinka looked like he was going to annihilate him. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, it was such, it wasn't even close. It was so, it was like a 10-minute set. <laughs> yeah. It was just sometimes, so fast. Sometimes those guys do warm up slow. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The... That's, that's what happens. Zverev looked awful. I was about to text you like, dude, Zverev looks like he doesn't know how to play tennis. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've watched him a couple times, and he's always looked bad when I've watched him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I'm about to go to bed. Like, I don't want to watch this blowout. This is going to be a quick, quick match. Uh-huh. And it was a quick match from the second set <laughs> on. 6-6-6, six, six, six. yeah. <laughs> but, but not the way I expected. Uh, right. No, but honestly, I think Vavrinka just ran out of gas because he's just kind of coming back off a big injury. Right, and it was really his first time like sustaining a good level of play, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd be excited f- for him going forward. Yeah, because I think he's he's a talented player, man. He's it was weird because prior to the match, the the ESPN experts were talking about if it's a marathon, Vavrinka has the advantage. Why? And I was like, I don't. I, I guess it's because of experience. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's not it's not 2016 right like if you were talking to me about that in 2016 17 i'd be like yeah of course he's 12 years older than this dude right like, and he's he hasn't played well in two years right he hasn't been healthy in two years right so it's just it was weird to me but i'm happy to see zverev play well that yeah. was really my first time seeing him play well mm-hmm. uh and it's just it's consistency for him Cause he, I mean, he's been playing. He's been for a, a while, a upper level player for a while now, and he's still really young. Yeah, and he's only twenty two. I also watched real quick, uh, probably the most exciting player in tennis right now. Medvedev. <laughs> no, 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 no. He oh. actually lost to Vavrinka, which I was kind of mad about, but uh-huh. uh huh. Nick Kyrgios. Oh no, dude! This is crazy, man. You, crazy is the perfect word for it. <laughs> yeah, he. I watched him beat uh the other Russian guy Kachanov, I think. Uh huh. I actually K- did catch that. I saw the replay. Yeah, Kachanov was was didn't look very good to be honest. Mm-hmm. But Kyrgios, man, dude, he looks. I swear, there was a couple shots he hit. I was like. He looks better than Roger Federer. He, yeah, I mean he's he hit some ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous shots. I swear he was out there like it was a like an all star game or like a Globetrotters kind of game. <laughs> yeah, just... and I love when he gets mad because <laughs> both of them were getting mad, but it yeah, was funny. Yeah. But it was just it was frustrating because he would make these incredible highlight shots and then he'd miss basic finishes. Yeah, or he just like double fall out of nowhere multiple times in a row, and he's the one who said he'll never consider Djokovic one of the greats. 
I wanted him to play Djokovic so bad. Yeah, we'll we'll see how he is moving <laughs> forward. But I'll tell you, if you're looking for some fun in tennis, you gotta watch him. Him and um, Monfie. Have you seen Monfie? Yeah, play? yeah, yeah. Gail. Yeah. Yeah, they're crazy. They are hilarious, man. Dude, I I almost cried laughing when Kachanov hit that ball into the stands. And Kyrgios just watched it go up. <laughs> it was dude, I told you it was like the weirdest match I've ever seen. Yeah. And it yeah. was it was so entertaining, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um it has been it has been a really exciting uh, yeah, it, it's tough. Okay. I, it's tough to catch any of these games because you know Australian Open is on the other side of the planet. And when they replay, it's like early in the day. Like, yeah, it's, like it's twelve. It's, it's tough, man. <laughs> yeah, it's the weekends are a good time to catch it. If you got free weekends, uh, and you know you, you don't mind kind of messing up your sleep schedule a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then you can catch some games. Yep. Um. I feel like there was something else I was going to say. Oh, nah. I guess that's it. Who's left? It's Djokovic and Federer, right? And yeah. Then, and then uh, Zverev and uh, who beat? Oh, Dominic. Yeah. Okay. And then in the women, it's Halep and somebody's name I can't pronounce. Is Coco still in there? Um, I don't. I don't think so. No, Coco got beat. Oh, okay. It's um, Kennan and Barty is one side, I believe, and then it's um, Halep and Muguruza. Muguruza. I don't want to. Okay, I what's got her you. What's first name? Garbine. So, uh, that's what that's who's left. Yeah, I've been asleep on the women's side of things. Yeah, it's it's tough when they play the same day because you really, um, you really miss one or the other. Like right, right. When they have them going back and forth, you ne- never really get to catch everybody. Um, yeah. And Coco lost to Kennan, who's another American. So, but Russian American. I, I so. will say, man, there there's a number of Americans who who have impressed throughout this tournament. Yeah. I thought the men's had a couple guys who were getting people excited. That dude almost um, upset uh, Federer, right? Sandler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to see it, but uh, I'm, I'm hearing that American tennis is, is moving in a good direction. Yeah, the girl who's left, Kenan, she's actually, I mean, she's actually born in Russia. She's a, huh. um, I don't know how she got to America, but yeah. Sophia, I got you. Yeah, so that's cool. It is cool. I hope, I hope we bring it back. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm hold not. My I'm breath. not holding my breath yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there's been times. I mean, there's been Andy Roddicks out there. Hmm. Um, one dude I used to like. Uh, what was his name? James Blake, I think his name was. Yeah, black yeah, yeah. Dude. black dude. He was good for the quickest second ever. <laughs> he was such a disappointment every single open. I'd always be ready to watch him, and he'd just get beat so easily. Yeah, man. My dad used to hype him up because he was one of those. Uh, he would do well in the small tournaments. He'd work the small tournaments. Yeah, yeah. bro. But that shit, yeah. We, we, 
you watch tennis for a while, you know those. Not that they, they mean don't. Nothing. It's not that they don't mean anything, but they don't really show you who like the big ballers are. They really don't mean anything because the like the Djokovic's and Federer's just go out there just to warm up. It's just yeah, they just goof off. They don't. They just really play. they get like a top seed just so they their ranking doesn't fuck up. Exactly. Yeah, they, and they don't play hard. They don't want to get hurt. It's like the summer league almost for the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> Low key. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so what do we have in basketball? What do you want to start? Uh, Well, the number one overall pick is, is finally playing. That's right. We haven't talked about Zion. Yeah, he debuted right after our, our last episode. He went crazy first game. <laughs> yeah. He settled down. Uh, had a double-double the other day. Yeah, he's still on the major minutes restriction. Right, which I expected. Mm-hmm. I will say, uh, why? When is his drug test coming? <laughs> why you say that? He he somehow looks bigger than he did before, you know, getting drafted. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. I swear, the plan. I thought the unanimous plan was for him to drop some weight. Uh, yeah. And all of a sudden, a week before his debut, David Griffin's talking about he put on eight pounds of muscle. What is he putting on weight on? Like for? Right. Yeah, I don't know. That is weird. I don't know. But what have you seen from his game? Let's talk about his game. Um. Well, first of all, let me say this. I'm hearing a lot of people use my comparison now. Now that he started playing, I looked online, all sorts of Josh Smith comparisons. So, I mean, I said it here first. You guys know, listeners. Um, But I like that he... Even though he went on that crazy run, I like that he um, is letting the game come to him for the most part. He's not taking any bad shots. And when he does, it's just a contested shot, not really a bad shot, which I like a lot. Um, And he's going to give people problems with his agility. I mean, if he catches it and he has like three steps away from the basket, he's going to be hard to check. Yeah. Because when you get too close, he just blows past guys, and he's going to be way too big to get in front of. Yeah, so. I think he's going to benefit because he's always shown like he's a capable ball handler. Yeah. Uh, but I think the NBA, you know, being a little bit more spaced out as opposed to college, yeah. I think that's going to help him out a lot. And I've seen some early signs, like you said, like bigs are not going to be able to stay in front of him. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, he's – He's kept people honest enough not to just, you know, back up. Right. Uh, so, I'm excited. Yeah, I am too. One thing, it's tough to argue that he's injury prone. Like, t- tough to argue against that. Mm-hmm. And looking at him, again, being how big he is, I just can't imagine knees holding up for 82 games a year. Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm a guy who's torn both of my ACLs, and I don't weigh. I weigh like 80 pounds less than he does. Right. And for him to jump as high as he does, and to make the highlight plays he does, I mean, how many times has he gotten a highlight block and put himself in danger? A lot. A lot. Yeah. And it's something like, 
I don't want to take away from his energy. Like, I don't want him to slow down, maybe. Mm-hmm. But he's got to... He's got to get better at picking his spots. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd say. Yeah. Uh, but again, he's 19, and, like, if you're going to just be fearful of injury, then it's you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Uh, but... Uh, hopefully I'm wrong on it, man. I, I really hope he stays healthy for a long time. Yeah, me too. And the thing is, his game, how his game is, he's one of those guys who probably can't hurt you, offensively at least. Yeah. Or on either either side of the court, he really can't hurt you. Doesn't have a lot of negatives to his game. Um, but the only negative would be not being available. Yeah. So, I will say, yeah. man, once the Pelicans start using him as like a center in a small lineup, yeah, dude, they're gonna f- crush teams. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll see how he, you know, um, how his IQ gets defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully he stays out of foul trouble too. I think that's I think that's one thing that'll get him because he's gonna go for every block. Right. Right now, you guys are gonna pump fake the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh. But I, I also really like that he already seems to have chemistry with Ingram and, and Lonzo and Drew Holiday, which is a really good sign. Yeah. Considering he's hasn't played yet. Do you think this team should trade Drew Holiday? Honestly, no, I don't. Okay. Now, I understand if they do. I'm not, I wouldn't really be mad at them if they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're not... Like they're not as trash as people think they are. Yeah. I don't. And again, I don't know how close they are to you know being turning that corner and being a playoff team or beyond. But they have a, a number of exciting players. Yeah. And you know, Lonzo is starting to play real basketball. Uh, Brandon Ingram has been just balling all year long. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't yeah. imagine that's gonna stop anytime soon. Hmm. Uh, but so yeah, man, I, I would keep Drew Holiday because Drew Holiday settles all those younger guys down, and I think you need that. Even if you're not playing that well, I think Drew Holiday helps some of these other guys get better. I agree. I think he elevates them for sure. Yeah, I think he is that one. I I I think with any young team in the NBA, and I've seen this happen multiple times especially with the Timberwolves, when you don't have a consistent, a someone who you can count on to have production, it, it can ruin the whole team. That's yeah. what ruined the Timberwolves to me. And when I say ruin, I don't mean like they were contenders that went down the toilet. I just mean their potential just got stagnant and now they're a purgatory team. Mm-hmm. When they had Levine, Shabazz, Muhammad, and Towns and Wiggins all on the same team. That team, they had no one who they could count on to have production every night. And Rubio, I mean, Rubio has, he gets his sometimes, but on that team, it wasn't consistent. Not like it is now. I don't think Rubio's ever been truly consistent. Right. So I, they were missing that consistent guy who said, I mean, who you knew every night was going to give you this, this, and this. And Drew is one of those guys. I think young teams need it for sure. I think two would be really nice, but the fact that they have one is better than most teams. Yeah. Especially the young teams. 
Um, the Heat have to make a trade, uh, apparently. Have well, to. That's what that's what they apparently. I hear like a new trade. Um, it's just because they have so many options. They do. Like they have so many packages they could offer for uh, like a big player. They do, and um, I, I texted you this, uh, discussion. I want to start doing, which is called scrub versus scrub. <laughs> um, so I'm gonna say two players that many would consider scrubs, and I want you, I want to debate which one we would take between the two of them. All right. Okay. Uh, so James Johnson or Wilson Chandler? Oh, that's tough. It's a good one, right? Yeah. Who would you take? I really got to think about it. Um, all right. I, I would take Wilson Chandler. Okay. Tell me why. Because... Wilson Chandler playing poorly, I can overcome easy a lot easier than I can James Johnson. Like considering their play style, you mean? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because James Johnson needs the ball to do anything. Right. Uh, because he's a point forward basically. Right, and and he's he's weird as far as like what position he is, but. Like I don't, I can't have a guy playing poorly with the ball in their hands constantly. Right. Like Wilson Chandler, if he's not hitting shots, maybe I look for somebody else on the bench. Maybe I kind of move him in the offense to be a little bit more away, further from the ball. Right. Like I can overcome him playing poorly. Mm-hmm. But James Johnson, man, he's one of these. Like he gets, he's allowed to do everything on the court. Yeah. And it just it looks bad sometimes, because <laughs> he really does play one through five. Yeah, but like he'll try to jack threes some games, and I'm like, what are you doing? And when he's turning the ball over, it's really a massacre to the team. Yeah, I um, for me, it definitely would depend on what I have. Yeah, in a team, because if I have a lot of shooters, maybe I would go James Johnson. But, you know, if I don't, and if I, like you said, if I have a good point guard, I don't really need James Johnson. Because James Johnson is just like a point guard for, if your point guard is like a scorer, I think James Johnson is cool because he's a good ball distributor from the high post. But if my point guard is any good, nah, I'd rather. I'm with you. Not even like, if I just have smart players... In, you know, all throughout my starters and, and a couple guys on my bench, I don't need James Johnson. Yeah. And okay. I could find – I think any team could find use for Wilson Chandler. Yeah. But not every team can for James? No. <laughs> He's in a lot of the trade packages I've seen. I think – dude, I think the reason they're letting Johnson and Waiters play so much is because they're trying to get the trade value up. Yeah, have they been letting Waiters play a lot? Oh yeah. Oh, then definitely. And he's been and he's been playing pretty well. I mean, he's the scoring machine. When when he is on his game, there's not a lot of better scorers than Waiters, honestly, when yeah. he really wants to. But Yeah. 
that's the tough part sometimes. And and I watched you know a couple of Miami games the last week or so, and he's actually willing to move the ball, which I really like seeing from him. He wants to stay in Miami. He likes the sunshine. Oh, right. He likes the gummy bears too, probably. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but uh, no, he's out of there though for sure. Before Miami, the season's over, you know it's funny you say Miami needs to make a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching them against Boston the other day uh, or yesterday, honestly, you might be onto something. Because <laughs> as talented and as deep as they are, they they struggle to score the ball at times. Yeah, they only have really. Honestly, really one one-on-one threat that I'm like worried about. They have yeah. more than one threat like but Dragic at this point in his career, I'm not worried about him beating anybody one-on-one. If he beats somebody one-on-one, we're just going to have to, you know, I'll live and die by Dragic beating my guys one-on-one. Waiters, mm, his shots don't really uh elevate the team. He's one of those guys who could get 40 and the team could still lose by 30. Yeah, I And doesn't really, that. his 40 just doesn't mean anything. And, you know, no one else on the, no one else is really a one-on-one guy. I just, Jimmy Butler, to me, has kind of been too passive. I agree. He hasn't controlled, like, at times they've needed him to take control of the offense. And he's kind of continued to just be a distributor, kind of be like a draw fouls here and there kind of guy. I, I'm on record saying I think Jimmy Butler, I mean, in my opinion, he's top five as far as all-around game. Yeah. There's nothing on the court he can't do. His post-up game is great. His defense is great. You know, he could take anyone one-on-one. He's so strong. He's as athletic as anyone in the league, but he just doesn't. Just doesn't do it just because he doesn't want to, and I think this is finally the team where, like you said, he should just take the ball and say, you know, give me that, I got us. And you're right, he doesn't. And it's wrong to me as a leader to put that on some of the guys, the young guys, like Duncan Robinson, 39 minutes, he's leading them in minutes. Yeah, he looked a little out of place yesterday. And is only taking two less shots than Jimmy? There should be at least five shots. Yeah, that math, that math is off. <laughs> it should be at least five shots in between them. You know, it's it, it kind of seemed yesterday, uh, it's almost like Spolstra overcoaches them a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's a fixable problem. And that's on the leader sometimes. Yeah. It's on Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. Because, I mean, think about the other great players. They don't get overcoached. Right. They just say, you know what, coach? No. One, <laughs> I one could thing, do this. Uh, the thing I do like about Miami is they're trusting all these guys now. Uh, and and that, that gets me excited for them going into the playoffs because mm-hmm. those guys are going to have confidence. Like, they let mm-hmm. Bam Adebayo, they let him do everything. I know he's almost like James Johnson, a bigger James Johnson. Yeah, sometimes. And, and he's just he impresses me every night. Every time I catch him, every aspect of his game is impressing me. Honestly, yeah, he's a beast. Like he has mid range touch, dude. If you told me that Bam Adebayo was coming out with a mid range touch, I would have drafted him in the top five. Yeah, 
and he's just man he's just been coached so well he yeah, makes he extra passes he's a strong finisher he's a elite rim protector he's never a weak link like nobody can just iso on him and just pick on him i'm telling you this is one thing i and i don't i'm on record saying i don't think calipari is a good coach at all right mm-hmm. but one thing his players get that a lot of other college players don't get early is they know how to play with other nba players yeah in college everyone on the team's going to the nba right so they've played with guys at nba caliber every day trey young there's not one player on his team that will ever play professional basketball they will never get paid for playing basketball right. from oklahoma and uh, no disrespect to them but let's be honest and the thing is, Bam had, I mean, just playing Fox and Monk every day. These guys are elite. I mean, they're good, really, really good NBA players. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, he, those guys, they learn how to play early. And Harold, he's another one. And Same that's, thing. that's what I like about Miami is they're trusting Harold now. So when they come to playoff time, we don't got to worry about his confidence. Yeah, you're right. And, and they've trusted Dragic to take a lot of shots. Uh, mm-hmm. Kendrick Nunn, who has been out for a little bit, who, who's probably their best player in the first third of the season. Yeah, he's uh, still out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, I'm excited about Miami, man. They got, they're got they really deep. Really deep. Yeah. And I think Derek Jones Jr. has been playing exceptional for what I thought he'd be doing. Yeah, I think he, he'd he, still be in the league, honestly. Yeah, he, he honestly, against Boston, again, he looked a little out of place at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like his energy. I like, he does what his, like, what his skill set is good for. Right. Energy, bouncy, putbacks. And, and he's cap- He's a capable shooter. Yeah. He, Not a very I mean, good one, but him. again, yeah. he'll keep you honest, which is all I really need from him. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know what Boston is waiting for <laughs> to add whatever they're planning on adding. They need to add something. Because their bench is really bad. For some reason, they, we talked about it. They didn't couldn't find Carson Edwards' shots. Um, Taco Fall can't get into the rotation. I don't know why they even drafted Romeo Langford to just not do anything with him. And people liked him a lot. Um... Brad Wanamaker is what the oldest rookie in. He was the oldest rookie in the league the other a couple years ago. Yeah, he's thirty. Oh, this is he's a rookie this year. At thirty, and he just looks he looks old. Um, and then Ojale and what Grant Williams are trash. <laughs> They're just flat out. Yeah. One thing they're I not think... gonna cut it. I'm I'm nervous for Boston because again Miami overcoaching is like a fixable problem. It's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. Boston to me has relied on the talent that I didn't realize they had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like their talent has exceeded expectations. Like Kemba is playing better than we thought. Gordon Hayward is playing better than we thought. Jalen Brown is like. Infinity times better than I thought. Uh-huh. Uh, and even Jason Tatum, who didn't play yesterday, has been, you know, great. Yeah. But they have relied on that. Right. 
and that, that's carried them through the season. But it's, it's teams like that that, honestly, they usually get exposed in the playoffs. Yeah. And, and, and frankly, again, one of the reasons it's I'm concerned is Kemba Walker's been getting exposed practically every night. Defensively? Yeah. Yeah. And, and offensively, honestly. But, I mean, he Kemba would still get his points because Kemba's, you know, an amazing point guard. But when they have the big guards and he's – Teams that have all, you know, tall players like Milwaukee, for instance, when Bledsoe comes out, they're like 6'5 across the board. Right. 6'5 plus. And they um, they find a way to get Kimba taking bad shots. And then they, I mean, they take Kimba out and just bring Smart in, who's not a good ball distributor at all. Yeah, Smart, man, they really, they trust him to shoot way too much. Yeah, I guess... And I get that because, like you said, the bench sucks. Yeah. But I don't want Smart taking 15, 20 shots come playoff time. Would you like JR on Boston? <sighs> no, I wouldn't, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> what do you think Boston should do? I don't think – I'm completely against them trading one of the big three. I know a lot of people are saying that's okay, do that. Who I, is the big three? I'm talking Brown, Tatum, and Hayward. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're the big three to me because Kimba's not... You can't trade Kimba. I mean, he's untouchable in my opinion. Yeah. The other guys are the ones that are are on the market, I guess, in a way. I I can't picture them trading any of those three and remaining as good as they've been. Right. They've needed those three guys. I would argue they've needed those three guys more than they've needed Kimba Walker. You mean like uh, one of the three all the time or all of them together? At least two of them. Okay. Okay, that's fair. And man, I, I, I'm I, just more and more shocked with every game about how wrong I was on Jalen Brown. Bro, I'm, I'm telling you, I said it here first. He's, <laughs> he is the mold for Kawhi. We'll exactly. see. We'll see. <laughs> but no, I just, I, I, I'm not going to compare him yet. I just like how he's playing. And when I say that, let me let me say this before people go crazy about it. I when I say that, I don't mean he's going to be as good as Kawhi. I'm saying Kawhi, this is how Kawhi was at his age. Yeah. He was just like this. This kind of raw talent. I mean, again, Kawhi played better defense, and I think Brown is probably a better ball handler than Kawhi. But as far as body type where they score from a lot of times. Mm-hmm. Same way. I think you put Jalen Brown how he is right now on that San Antonio team, you get a very similar result. Very similar. Yeah. Maybe not the same, but he'd also be coached differently. So I'm putting coaching into effect there too. I think you get a similar result. But he has to keep up. He has to keep improving because mm-hmm. there is some... He still has flaws in his game, but... We'll see what happens, man. I, you think they can? You think Tatum and Brown can reach their potential on the same team? Yeah. Okay. I think I think they're both unselfish enough to do that. I agree. I agree with that. What about with Hayward there too, though? But that's the thing. Like hypothetically, you would think Hayward is the easy pick to move, but he mm-hmm. has he has settled down and. 
allowed a lot of their second units to play well. Yeah. But just he, he's a lot better of a playmaker than I thought he was. Yeah. He kind of, uh, and this is going a little bit back, but you remember Chandler Parsons when he was, like, good? Yeah. Chandler Parsons would get a lot, like, he would really kill out of pick and rolls. Yeah. Like, setting other guys up out of pick and rolls. Yeah. And Hayward, to me, and, and I knew he could score, but what I didn't know is he could find guys as well as he does. Yeah. Uh, so that's been interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. They got to make something happen, man. I, I agree. I hope I hope they do. Because um I don't want to see this team fall apart in the playoffs. And this is the least deep they've been going into the playoffs in a, a while. In like years. What do you think what do you think do you think they would have been uh like a foolproof contender if they had kept Al Horford? Um no. I think Horford and Rozier. Yeah, that, I mean, that's kind of cheap. <laughs> Just well, Horford. No, I don't think... Okay, so they need a little bit more if they had Horford. I think the backup guards is, is one of the biggest problems. Because I, I think the way they play now... Well, I, it's tough because if they had Horford, they would play differently, I think. But the way they play right now, I think Cantor holds it down enough the way they play. But as soon as any of the guards come out and it's... Wanamaker and the guys who like have never played in the NBA before that come in and get those random dunks all the time. Yeah. Ojale and those guys. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they're going to have trouble in the playoffs. Because as long as they play good D against centers, the way they play and move the ball around on the outside, I'm cool with that. And Horford would be different because Horford wouldn't be playing like cancer. You know? Right. Um. So I... I think Horford would be really, really, really good, but I don't think I I don't think he puts them over the edge. That's fair. No. Yeah. Um I don't think well let me put it this way. I don't think another starter puts them over the edge. I think they need another really good bench player. I'm cool with their starting five how it is. If they leave it like this, what is it, Kimba, Brown, Tatum, Hayward and Tice with Cancer mm-hmm. as a six man? Yeah. And smart, I'm cool with that top seven. I like that top seven, but after that, most of the really elite teams have a bet, a better seven to twelve than well, all of them have a better seven to twelve than Boston. But not a lot of teams have a better top seven. Maybe not Houston, but yeah. I'm talking about the contenders. <laughs> <laughs> is Philly is Philly up there as a contender? No, not to me. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying Toronto, Milwaukee. Oh yeah, oh, both yeah. LA's, Miami, Miami, Denver. I'm saying those teams like that. Um, Even Utah. Utah, yeah. Royce O'Neal would be the best player coming off the bench on Boston, and that's not saying that's not good. Right, I got you. I'd take Moutier on Boston. He he would help him out, yeah. That's what that's what I'm saying. So like their eighth, ninth guys would help Boston. That's not good. Hopefully, hopefully they don't make like a big move. Right. That, that's why I'm hoping they just pick someone up, free agent. I don't need any. I don't think they need to trade. Yeah, it's not Jr. Though. That's not who they need. <laughs> no, nah, I, 
<laughs> I was asking to see what you said about it. I, mean, I don't think they should get I, Jr. either. It's getting too late at this point, but Monte Ellis, if he could come back, you know, kind of what he <laughs> used to be. It's been Monte like Ellis is done five dude. years. Yeah, you're right. He's done. I'd rather them get but Zoran just, Dragic. Uh, stop! <laughs> stop! <laughs> don't get out of control. <laughs> He's been getting buckets. <laughs> nah, uh, just I just need a, a smart playmaker. That's what I'm looking for for them. Bring Shane Larkin back, Boston. He's out there scoring 40 a game in the wherever he's playing, and they got Brad Wanamaker here. Yeah, that's not that's not working. <laughs> um, like if they could get a Pat Connaughton, uh huh, that they they'd be better. See, and that's the big problem. Because Pat Connaughton is not top seven on any of the contenders. But you're really ba- your bench is really bad if someone's ninth man can help you. Because put Grant Williams. Does Grant Williams help Milwaukee? Hell no. Does he help Toronto? Hell no. I, I don't need to go through all the teams. Right. But they don't, he didn't help anyone. Yeah. Ojale doesn't help anyone. Brad Wanamaker doesn't help anyone. Right. So, and then you, like you said, you take Connaughton, Royce O'Neal, uh, Malik Beasley would be great for them from Denver. Uh, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. would be starting on that their team. Um, who who on the Lakers? Do I need, even need to say? I mean, KCP would be great off the bench for them. Yeah, that's true. Uh. Hell, Quinn Cook would help him out. He sure would. Yeah. I shouldn't have said the Clippers though, because they're they're <laughs> they're seven. They're six and seven are just so amazing. The rest of the team doesn't have to be good. <laughs> yeah. Because they're eighth, ninth guys. I don't even know who they are, honestly. Jermichael Green. <laughs> he wouldn't help him. <laughs> uh. Patterson would though. Yeah, I agree with that. But not that much. Ojalay and Patterson are pretty much washes, actually. Alright. Uh off Boston. Who else? Who else we gotta talk about? I gotta there's some other stuff I wanna talk about, but dude, are you DC, are you kidding me? hundred and fifty one points in back to back games? Who beat him? Atlanta and Milwaukee. Oh uh, yeah. Milwaukee I mean, without Greek Freak, I might add. And here's the real kicker. Chris Middleton had 51 points. I did see that, yeah. I, I just had forgot who he did it on. But, yeah. Eric Bledsoe had 34 and 10. They're going to beat everybody if uh, Middleton and Bledsoe are right. combining for 90 points a night. I, I can't I can't even watch. Isaiah Thomas playing defense hurts my eyes. It really like it, get him out of the league. Out of the league? Out of the league. He can't guard a soul. But they can't guard him either. He's guardable. He's self check a lot of nights, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Beal had forty seven? Good God. Bro, like, I didn't even see that in the highlights. They just showed Middleton going crazy. Yeah. I mean it's a fucking blowout. 
Bro, I, I don't think Isaiah would be as bad if the rest of the team wasn't bad. Like, <laughs> the other guys, you don't have to guard. So it's easy to guard Isaiah. Like, you just collapse on Isaiah every time he gets the ball and you're going to win the game. Because who do you... You can leave Isaac Bonga, Trey yeah, they, Brown They Jr. need Hachimura ba- back desperately. <laughs> they signed Gary Payton the second? Yeah. What for? The point guards are the strongest part of the team. Low key. Defense. <laughs> Dude, Ish Smith is out there doubling up Isaiah Thomas's minutes, and I feel like he's not playing enough. <laughs> what the hell is going on? Anyway, oh, that was man. just a quick rant. I don't want to stay on no, that. No, you're right, long. though. Middleton and Bledsoe just went bananas. 85 points. Blensel shot 10 for 10 from the free throw line? Wild. They should drug test Bledsoe for that. Right. Milwaukee will never lose if Bledsoe shoots 10 for 10 from the free throw line every night. Bro, if Middleton is 7 of 10 from 3, I mean, Greek Freak is getting triple doubles every game. Greek Freak might lose his MVP candidacy just from this game. (laughs) They don't even need him to score 150 points. Yeah. That's crazy. And who, you said the Hawks, but Trey went bananas. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it it happens once, okay. But it's happened like six times this year. The Rockets almost put a 160 early in the year. That's the Rockets, though. I can't believe Brandon Goodwin is playing on the Hawks, by the way. I went to school with him at Florida Gulf Coast. Played him in pickup sometimes. He, I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I didn't I see it. But he's out here dropping nine on you guys. That's crazy. Yeah, That's we're, we're a free lick. That's what we are. <laughs> who? I don't even know who half the guys on the Wizards oh, are. Oh, we could, uh, speaking of, we covered Zion's debut. You know who's playing today? First game Oladipo, back. right? Yeah, Oladipo coming off the bench. Yeah. I am excited. Now, uh, well, next week we can kind of deep dive once he's played a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and we can see what that looks like. But, again, I just I can't picture him not fitting into what they are. Um, I can't picture him not fitting, but I could picture a lot of the other guys' games not being as good. That's fine. Yeah. That's okay. I, I agree. Other than Brogdon, everybody else has been doing trying to do too much. And, and they've been really, really spotty. Yeah. But like, I, I really hate TJ Warren's game, to be honest. I don't hate him. I'm not going to say he's not good because he is good. Very capable NBA player. But I just do not like watching him play. His he, game is boring to me. He's one of those. He's always a, a second late to move the ball, bruh. But he's always a couple seconds early to shoot it. Right. And that that shit. Hopefully with Oladipo, that shit gets enough of that. Yeah, I hope he comes back like a top dog. You know, that's one thing that's I think is tough for these kind of teams that mm-hmm. are real young, and their star isn't like a superstar because he's really not. Yeah, a I got superstar. you. 
But I hope he comes back and everyone's like, oh, you know, the king is back. We got to play around him. And I sometimes it's coaching, but sometimes it's a lot more than coaching. You know? Yeah. The key for him is good. How is how he plays with off of Brogdon. Yeah. Because if him and Brogdon could kind of help each other out, because Brogdon's been playing well with without much to work with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he could just be a threat out there again, I don't need him to be what he was right off the bat. Right. If he could he- settle into kind of that role when playoffs come around. Yeah. Uh, they could do some damage. I hope Aaron Holiday keeps the minutes he was getting because he was playing really, really, really good. Yeah, I was really excited for how he was playing. They got um, who is this? Jakar Sampson. Oh man, he's still in the league. Oh man, I don't know why. He's been around for a while. It feels like only four seasons, but it feels like it's been nine. <laughs> Some of these guys, you just—it's always like. The potential is good. It's like, how many right. years do you need to not live up to it before that there is no potential? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of guys who are like that for me. Yeah. I'm not going to mention names right this second, but other than Frank Tilakina, I'm ready. <laughs> like, I've seen enough. I'm ready for him to I be gone now. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, what what are we crediting Utah's turnaround to the most? Okay, uh, you want me to say my take? Yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. Um, I think I'm crediting moving Mitchell to the one. Um, I think that was, I think doing that, they have a really good player. At the one, and I feel like they're just better when the ball is in his hands. I don't mean him taking 50 shots a game, because that's not good, but I think he makes. They're, he's more dangerous than any point guard they've had. Mm-hmm. So I think the defense has to adjust to Mitchell, and I think that opens everybody else up better. So that's where I'm putting it. And Mitchell has been consistently their leading scorer, pretty much. Um, since that happened it hasn't just been Bogdanovich that's been like just working he's yeah. had some good games but it's been Mitchell that's been the consistent top scorer yeah. in most of their wins and Gobert has kind of uh, gotten back to playing high level yeah uh, defensive basketball which is good he had that game winning block the other day mm-hmm. um, but you know what I'm, mine is probably going to be a hot take and you might laugh but they really, and we've talked about Conley, so I'm not getting into that. Mm-hmm. Dude, they, they really took off, in my opinion. Not when they signed Jordan Clarkson. They took <laughs> off when they waived Jeff Green. <laughs> Jeff Green? Which, it, it's not so much, it's, I don't, obviously that's not the the entire reason why they've played so well. But mm-hmm. to me, to me, it was a brave move. Because mm-hmm. you think about it, would you have waived Jeff Green at what the first quarter of the season? No. I mean, especially with how well he's played the last couple years. You know, I thought he'd get more time than a quarter of a season. Right. But Utah said, "Nah, he's he was playing like trash. We got to get him out of here." 
Right. And it has... It's, it sets a culture. It's opened up the rotation to kind of work better for a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, Royce O'Neal has been playing a lot better since then. Yeah. Uh, Joe Ingles has been playing a lot better since then. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Gobert has started playing much better. I don't yep. know if it's... What is it about Jeff Green's game? But they've just been flat out way better without him. Yeah, you know, I think part of it is that he really isn't that good of a three-point threat. Yeah. Although he can hit threes, that's not where his game is. I think them now they have four guys start that are all three-point yeah. you know, threats. Like you said, they've opened up space for Mitchell to work. Yeah. And it's 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 showing. I mean, they like a week ago they were trying to get the top seed in the West. Yeah. They've settled a little bit, but they're they're probably going to have home court in the first round. Yeah. Uh so that, that they've really turned it around, man. Oh, well, um let me ask you this. We should have probably we probably should have prepared for this. But who are your um all-star reserves? Oh, yeah, dude. I'm not ready to <laughs> Is Mitchell an all-star to you? Yeah. I think so. Especially, so. like, if they still were, you know, seventh or eighth, you could say, you know, maybe somebody here or somebody there deserves to make it over him. Yeah. Uh, but with them being a top West team, mm-hmm. he's got to get in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Lillard is, as the last couple weeks, has guaranteed himself an all-star spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you think Booker's going to make it? No. No, I don't. Uh, Ingram? Uh, I I think he deserves to make it, yes. Okay. Now, OKC is weird to me. Who? Because OKC doesn't have an all-star. Oh, yeah. But it's like, I would like somebody on the team to get credit. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, it's just nobody's been good enough to, to do that. Yeah, you know, I was looking at the TNT guys, all-star reserve picks, mm-hmm. and that was, I was wondering why CP was left off a lot. And Booker and Ingram, I know they don't play the same position, because now it has to be the positions, right? Mm-hmm. But that, to me, was my biggest, um, that was my biggest confusion, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It is. Uh, yeah. Russ has got to be an all-star, I'm assuming. Not to me. Stop it. He hasn't <laughs> been an all-star this season? Russell Westbrook? Yes. No. Dude, I can make a case the last month he's been their best player. <laughs> yeah, he might have been, but I don't. they're not good. I mean, they've had a good record, but they're, I mean... But no, no, no. We know that I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that they're not good. Well, that's where the eye test to me is is tough because although Westbrook is probably their better player right now, it's not. He's like it's like Booker to me. Like Booker is clearly the best player on his team, but the team sucks, 
and the team's record is not good. And Westbrook may be the best player on the team, but they should be better than they are. They're still trash. <laughs> that's, that's just Houston's like fundamental problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got. I, mean, I, I I agree with you personally, but as far as just like an objective view, I I can't name eight guys who have been better, like who have been more impactful than Russ this year. Okay. Like Jokic is probably an All Star. Oh well, this is this is what uh, the Kenny Shack Chuck those guys said: CP Lillard, Westbrook, Mitchell, Gobert, and then it was between Jokic, uh, PG Ingram, and Morant and Booker were the wild cards. Gobert is not making All Star team over Jokic in my eyes. Mine either. That's that's I don't know what. You gotta like at that point it becomes a question of what is your criteria for an all star. Go. I don't think the Jazz. I mean the Jazz are in a good seed now. I don't. I don't see Gobert as an all star to me, honestly. But I mean I get it because defensive player of the year. I know he probably wants it again, but I. I didn't think he deserved defensive player of the year last year. I think people see the blocks and it's just like that's it. You know? Yeah, I agree. But, uh, yeah, I, um, listen, I, I wouldn't be mad if Westbrook made it. Like, I don't, I'm not going to argue that he shouldn't make it, but I don't think I would put him on my list. But I get it. You know who's I mean, not going to make it who I would, uh, like to see on there? Who? And who the numbers probably won't back me up, but John Morant. I think he should make it. I mean, the Grizzlies are eighth in the West, and they're they're easily the the worst roster uh, out of the playoff teams. Between the Grizzlies and the Thunder, yeah. I mean, the Thunder have way more like reliable players than the Grizzlies do. Mm, I guess so. Stop! Stop it! It's not even close. Who who comes off the bench for the Thunder? Dennis Schroeder. After him. Uh, <laughs> no one. Dennis Schroeder is better than the entire Memphis bench. I know, but they have at least three decent guys that come off the bench. Man, I'm they sure have, the Thunder have a couple. I'll tell you. Hold on. <laughs> come on, OKC. What y'all doing? Let me take a look. Abdel Nader. Hamidou Diallo. Uh, no, nah, next. Mike Muscala. Next. Darius Baisley. <laughs> All right, you were right. <laughs> Nerlens Noel, Terrence. Oh, Terrence Ferguson starts. I'll give Nerlens Noel a little credit, but you're right. Weak <laughs> Memphis bench. at least has Kyle Anderson's as good as everybody I just named. Stop. Except for Schroeder. He's not. I'm not taking Kyle Anderson over Nerlens Noel. <laughs> I said as good. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Clark. He's he's a rookie, but he's okay. I mean, All right. That's fair. Tyus Jones is, would be the second best. Well, but, no. But after after John Morant, like after uh, Chris Paul, I know what I'm getting from Stephen Adams. I know mm-hmm. what I'm getting from Gallinari. No, you're right I, for sure. So it's like I, I just the the guys the Memphis starters are very spotty. Jaron Jackson, I mean he's young, he's spotty. Brooks is uh, still a work in progress. Like I like him, but. He's still got like a year or two left, I think, before he really 
kind of we get we get to see his full package. Right. Crowder is good sometimes. Sometimes he's trash. And Crowder's been out for a while too. Valachunas is up and down. Yeah, I'm with you on that for sure. The starters definitely. I be I mean Solomon Hill. I don't know what I'm getting out of Solomon Hill more than half the Thunder bench. And it's not good. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm getting consistently but, poor play from Solomon Hill. He, Solomon Hill's going to go play hard, though. He may not play good, but he's going to... Speaking of why is he in the league? Solomon Hill? Yeah. For what? <laughs> aggression. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's he's what pure I... aggression. <laughs> That's what I put JV guys out there for. Like, I am expecting something a little better in the NBA than aggression. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, no, I got you. Yeah, Grayson Allen. You want a hard foul? I mean, you know what you get. Dirty there. player. <laughs> you put him out there. Right. No, but the thing for me is, again, Morant's stats aren't crazy. But if you've watched Memphis, it is in it's just so obvious that he's elevated everybody on the team. He's elevated the franchise. He's he's like a second tier MVP candidate in a way. Oh yeah. Like after the MVP candidates that can actually win the award mm-hmm. are through, then there's the guys who like, man, if this team was better, He'd win the award, and that's Jock for sure. He's doing for Memphis what Doncic is a little bit ahead of him doing for Dallas. Right, and Doncic has, you know, way better players. Yeah. Tim Hardaway Jr. would be the second best player on Memphis. Has Cauley Stein started playing yet, by the way? Cauley Stein? For Dallas. Oh, for, I was about to say, you know he got traded, right? Yeah, yeah, for Dallas, I mean. I think... I think today he would be, or I think he would just start playing like this next game. Okay, I um, want I wanted to get a little bit of a sample of how he fit with them. I, I imagine it's going to be easy. Yeah, he's one of those guys that seems like he's not a tough fit. Oh, he didn't. He played yesterday against Phoenix. Okay. He had um twelve minutes, four points, three rebounds. 12 minutes, he's still kind of easing into it in the rotation. I get it. Yeah. Give him a little more time. Yeah. Why Um, do they have Boban and not ever play him? I don't understand. Not that I think he's like... I don't think he's good, but... He just can't I don't know why you would have him and never put him in. He's, He's a lot of times when I've seen him play, he's a weak link defensively. Okay. Uh... Then drop him. Why is... Why is Orlando in the playoffs? Can you tell me that? Terrence Ross. Need I say more? You got me there. <laughs> no, nah, I don't know, man. They've been. I did see early in the year Vucevic was balling. I don't know if that's what's continued, or maybe Aaron Gordon finally started playing again. But Vucevic got hurt, I think. Oh shit! That's wild. Well, let me see. It's the it's the Aminu oh, back now, but. He's been in and out. Fultz has played really good. He has, yeah. Jonathan Isaac, low-key, has blossomed a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Ross has played well. I mean, they just got a lot of guys who can play good <laughs> any the, given it's night. It's the Aminu pickup. That's what it is. I'm asleep. <laughs> no, I'm joking. What is it? <laughs> Aminu stats are so trash. Four, five, and one. 
<laughs> only got five rebounds. He's a bum, man. He's averaging four points, five rebounds, and one assist. Yeah, if he's not rebounding, he's out there for no reason, bro. He's not even passing. He's yeah. too stupid to pass, to make, like, assists. <laughs> right, pass he, to an open he man. Moves, huh? Yeah, he moves the ball. Like He's a Tony Snell. That's what he is. That's fair. Um, Fournier's been playing great. Oh, bro. yeah, I forgot about Fournier's kind of their, like, key guy, low-key. Yeah, he is. Orlando could be good, man. I, I think if it really... If two really big time players wanted to go to a team, they're a they're a lesser version of Miami right now. Now I don't I know. Think, I don't trust their coaching as much, but I think they're like a um a version of last year's Brooklyn team to me. Yeah, that's that's kind of the same similar concept. Yeah, yeah, a lot of young pieces. I think if like a small forward and a point guard wanted to team up, N- give me <laughs> an example. Names. Um. I'd have to think about what it. What if what if uh, Devin Booker and Cat went there, just for the sake of argument? Cat's not the right one. <laughs> <laughs> He's just not. <laughs> He's that, was, just not. that was so think, you, that was so genuine. Like yeah, I think if Booker and um, D'Angelo Russell went there, they'd be raw. Okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I think Augustine. Well, then Fultz would kind of be out of place. Maybe a two and a three. I don't know. But, but I think two players going there would really, really help. I, and the I, reason why I say Cat's not the one, because I won't. Keeping Vucevic and um, Gordon in the starting lineup and going around them mm-hmm. and having. Moving Augustine, having Fournier still, um, having Terrence Ross come off the bench, Isaac come off the bench, those kind of guys, it could be tough. Yeah, Aminu back on the bench, please, or just not there. Hopefully, that would work too. See, this is my fear with Orlando: is they're gonna stay exactly who they are right now. Right. And this is what pisses me off about being a fan of teams. It's like, dude, you you have a path to be great. Take yeah. take the path. Yeah. Like, please try. It's okay if you try and it doesn't work out. But don't just be mediocre for the next five years, like upper tier mediocre. I don't want to see that shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. You're right about we'll that. We'll see. Yeah, but I I do think they're one of those teams that two really 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 good players could really change big time. Um. Yeah, I can't really say who. Maybe Beal and someone. I know you yeah. don't want Beal to leave, but that would be a. I mean, Beal going there with another really tough player. I can't think of anybody. I guess all the players seem like they're in good places right now. That's what makes it hard. You give them. You give them, and obviously, it's like hypothetical, like a Buddy Heald and a Siakam. Mm. They'd be really tough. Yeah, but it they would make them a con- maybe not a, quite a contender, but they'd jump a couple spots. Yeah, in the East to me. I think it, a Siakam and a Booker, they'd be close to contender. Okay. Really, really like close. That. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Booker has to leave Phoenix because they're not going to help him to me. How many times is he going to say, I'm done missing the playoffs? <laughs> and then miss the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they're definitely not going to make yeah, the playoffs this year. He's got to go. The team, I mean, the depth, they're missing the depth. I, they have missed, so many guys I've never heard of in my entire life. They've Tariq missed depth. Owens, like, they've always been not good enough as far as depth. Even yeah. in the in, even in the Nash Stoudemire days when they were a fucking like a was, shootout machine, just their starting five six. Yeah, and then it was it was trash. Right, and Barbosa outplayed his talent level. That's true. Yeah, because Barbosa was like six man of the year candidate, and he really was not very good, but he played really hard every game. He was like smart, basically. Yeah. And they had nothing else. So, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I think they have to do something or else they might as well just stop playing. Yeah. And they have good pieces, but no one's going to come there. That's the big problem. Right. And um, Except Aminu. Right. The guys who just... Have nowhere else to go. Go somewhere sunny. (laughs) Go somewhere hot. Orlando is probably like a good chill spot to play if you don't if like you're a Kawhi who doesn't like attention. And Kawhi's a little different now that he's like the best player in the league, but like a mediocre version of Kawhi. Mm-hmm. I think Orlando would be a good fit for him. Yeah. Let me ask you, um you think San Antonio's gonna make it to the playoffs? No, I don't. You think they're done? They're I, I like out? I like that they have kind of picked it up. Mm-hmm. But they they don't have enough firepower to to sustain like to really go on a big run. Yeah, I I think Portland is going to catch them. I, I think that's going to be the problem. They, they only went on a big run because DeRozan was playing Hall of Fame basketball for a month. Yeah, he was. He was. I mean, he was like he was shooting big man stats from you know. And you, you watch DeRozan; he really doesn't take many good shots. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, not when the team is bad, that's yeah. for sure. And, they, and the team is bad. They've continued to like trust LaMarcus Aldridge and again, he was another guy who played well for a while, but it's just not sustainable. Yeah, LaMarcus has to go. He's done. He has to be like a David West. Yes. <laughs> How David West was yes. for Absolutely. For a team. And the thing is like I said, DeRozan, if the team is good around him and DeRozan can get to good shots, it helps. But this team doesn't shoot well enough to me. I mean, they do shoot well enough when they're shooting well. That's the problem. But when they're not shooting well... Yeah, but you can say that for every team in the league. Yeah, but... Or most teams. Well, the thing is about them, a lot of their shooters are are streaky shooters. That's... That's yeah, the problem. For sure. Other than um, Bellinelli, and he's even, you know, Bellinelli's big shooting nights are are rare. Like he may go crazy one night, and then may only hit one three the next night. You know, same with Forbes, yeah. but none of them are like, you know, Corvers that it really don't matter. They're gonna hit a three tonight. You know. Mm-hmm. I think you know who's a guy that they let go who. Now they're feeling the loss of him, Bertans. Oh, for sure. Bertans is exactly the... the firepower they need. Yeah, he is. 
I think they're feeling the loss of Kyle Anderson, low key. Because they have no, their forwards are not, their forwards can only score in the paint. And that's it. And they do nothing else. But Kyle was a good, he was a good ball mover. You know, he could get the rebound and go coast to coast with the ball. Now it's like when um, Poto gets the ball, we they're like running to get it out of his hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually like him. I don't mind him. I I don't mind him too, but it slows their game down a lot. Yeah, like I said, they just don't have enough firepower. They don't. They don't have enough versatility. Either. Yeah, and they, everybody only plays one position on the team. And, everybody. And we're getting to a point with uh, Trey Lyles. Potential, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's he's got like a year left. But I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand him at all, man. Uh, dude, I watched him like a while, two three weeks ago. Yeah, he looked really bad. And what position does he play? They have him I don't center? know. I don't know. But he comes out there and he's like he's a corner specialist. I swear. Mm-hmm. They put him out there like he's PJ Tucker. I'm like, what the? What is happening here? Popovich, man, it may be time. I'm not going to say it may be time, but, again, this roster is very limited. It's limited, but he's not doing with the roster that I think he would have done in the past. That's all I'm saying. Maybe. Because this is not good. It is irritating. I am getting irritated at him bitching about three-pointers. What did he say? He's just been saying that, like, threes aren't real basketball or whatever. Like, dude, what are you talking about? Well, we we see your record. Right. That's fine. I will say, uh, Dame, Dame has kind of tried to put Portland on in his backpack the last couple weeks. Yeah. I don't want to tell him not to waste his time, but uh, he's kind of wasting his time and energy, to be honest. <laughs> in his defense, McCollum has been out for yeah, uh, like you know, three games or so, where Lillard went insane. But I'm I agree with you. Yeah, it's not gonna. It's not gonna change their how bad they are. <laughs> He's at 160 points over three games. Oh man, <laughs> that's ridiculous. It just makes me laugh because they've looked bad. Like they've once I think have they won all three of those games? Two out of three. They they don't look good to me. I, I've watched them so many times this year, and I'm gonna watch them tonight. They never look good. Is McCollum back? Probably. I don't know. But he does. He, for some reason, hasn't fixed any of the issues they've had. You well. How much of the issues do you like put on him though? Like, is he part of the issue to you? Yeah. Okay. I think I think everybody everybody on that roster deserves a little bit of blame. There's there's blame to go around for the. Entire organization, as far as I'm concerned, I would agree with that. Yeah. The, the thing is, like in the off season, we agreed with the moves they made. We liked the moves they made. They made an amazing move getting Ariza. I'll tell you that. That was amazing, but everyone else they got in the move didn't help. But that's okay. I see Swanigan out there playing hard. I like it, but. Ariza has been an instant 
improved. He's been the best trade of the season so far, honestly, for any team. Instantly. He, he fits uh, scorers well. Yeah, he does. Like, he plays yeah. off of scorers very well, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, not he does, if you get him the shot, he's going to take the shot. And that's one thing. It's really fun. It's fun to play with guys like that. As a, um, you know, as a player, it's really, really good to have guys like that on your team who you know that if you get them an open shot, they're going to take it. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that um, the Lakers struggle with for a while. And that's one thing that Portland struggles with major. Bazemore would, not only would he not take easy shots, then he'd miss the hard ones. Like, take terrible shots. Like, what are you doing? I can't watch him play anymore. It just hurts. It hurts my eyes. It really does. And Ariza doesn't take a lot of bad shots, yeah, which Ar- helps. Ariza them. knows his game. He really does. Like, I hate yeah. that. Like, dude, you're talking about these NBA guys who've been in the league for ten plus years, and they act like they don't know their game. It, yeah. it blows my mind, and that's where and that's where the some of that blame pie goes to Terry Stotts. Yeah, like why are these guys out here doing random shit? Why is Whiteside, dude? If I see Whiteside take another mid range jump shot, I'm gonna scream yeah. at the fucking screen. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's really bad. That's all on Stotts to me. Yeah, he deserves a big chunk of the pie. I'll give you that. Nurkic is is back warming up, so he'll be back probably after All-Star break. I think it's a safe bet that Stotts is gone when the year ends. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, this team went from a contender the last three years to, in the offseason, it seemed like they made the moves to push them a step further. Yeah, and they have just fallen flat on their face. Yeah, and I, like we as basketball players understand that some of the players have not lived up to that hype. Yep. Uh, but like we've said, Stotts hasn't done a good job of putting it together, so he's got to take responsibility for that. Stotts looks like he's never seen the guys they picked up play before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, dude, have you not seen Hazonia play? Oh man, there's not, not much to I... see. That's the problem. But Hazonia, you know, I don't think he played great. But Hazonia looked like a good player mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah, he didn't. I'm not saying he looked like a starter, but he looked like he belonged in the league. Now, I mean, he looks like a he looks garbage. It just you put I mean, him out there like I could have told you coming out of New York that Hazonia is not built to make like playmaking decisions. Right. He either attacks, he shoots, or he makes the next pass. And that's fine. Right. If that's your game. But as a coach, that's how you use him. He's a good streaker. But he's not the guy who should be handling the ball on the in transition. He should just be running. Catch the break. Absolutely. And catch the wide open dunk. No. Get the ball out of his hands. They're playing him like he's James Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> What? Um. I mean, like you said, Whiteside. Have you not seen White? Have I've never seen Whiteside take a mid-range shot until he got on this team. Like you told me, why does he not catch lobs? He never catches. I them. know. 
Dude, every every athletic center, Bam Adebayo catches lobs every game. Willie Colley Stein. Stein. Zion's back already catching lobs. Marquise Chris. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Gobert, who's, who doesn't even have good hands. Like, I don't think offensively, Gobert does not have good hands. Bro, Baines only has like a 15-inch vertical and catches lobs. Yeah. I mean... Nice ones, dude. You got, you got Dwight out here catching lobs left and right. And Whiteside's 7-3. With just as much vertical as anybody. Taking can't. fucking mid-range shots all game long. By the way, no one we name takes any mid-range shots. Not one. <laughs> Dude, you remember when uh, Nash snapped on Dwight when they were on the Lakers? For like, taking that jumper? No, it, it was like a chemistry thing. Like he made like Nash made a bad pass and they got mad at each other. Vaguely, why? It was like against Miami. I remember it was a big deal, but that's how I would snap on Whiteside mid game if I was playing with him. <laughs> yeah, like, yo, I just what... get in his face, like, yo, what are you doing, bro? That's sometimes where I question Lillard's leadership. That's because Lillard, as hard as he is, like as when I say hard, I mean like as a uh, as strong as he is, I guess, as a person. Yeah, as strong. mentally strong as he is. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't snap on people. Like, do it. Yeah. What are they going to do? <laughs> and he just, like, he doesn't elevate other people's game as much as I would like for him to do. Yeah. But I don't know, like, again, I don't know how much of that is just some of these guys are trash cans. Because yeah. Mello is thriving. Mello is elevating people's game. Exactly. Yeah, he is. I don't know, man. It, drastic changes need to happen for Portland. Drast? How drastic? I, I think, I think they go with the coaching change before they go with the team change. Yeah, that to me qualifies as drastic change. Okay. Because uh, you know, Terry Stotts' resume doesn't say fire me, right? Like a Scott Brooks or, or somebody, but, uh, but as far as this season, man, I. The blame has to go to him. It has to. I I would say. I mean, yeah, I agree. Um, Whiteside's going to be on the bench before the season's over, which is nice. That I think that could be a very good move for them. I think their young bench, their young pieces on the bench are looking good. I think they need probably one or two more though. And Hazonia, if you're not going to use them. <laughs> how he's supposed to be used, how he actually plays, then just get rid of him. Don't waste his time. Yeah, I do agree on the young pieces. Simons is getting better as the season has gone on. And Trent is looking like a three-point specialist. Yeah, and he's a big body, so you know he can be physical. He's he's like a smart defender, like a Marcus Smart kind of defender. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, Little, uh, he's one of those guys... uh, the he's potential I see, yeah, but he's raw right now. Yeah, yeah. He, like I said, he's just another Aminu to me, basically. Um, so we'll see what happens. Which there. apparently is what they've they've been missing, you know. Right. But anyway, and uh, I like Swanigan, but he's got a lot of room to improve as well. Mm-hmm. They need Hazonia to play well, though. They they really do. <laughs> yeah, like but, down the line. But if. <laughs> If you're telling me that, oh, my team's success depends on Hisonia playing well, I'd have told you you'd be struggling, my guy. 
they are struggling. Right, exactly. And the, the only reason I say that is because they have him. <laughs> if they didn't have him, I wouldn't say they needed a Hazonia, you know? Yeah. So just... Since you have him, and they at least need to put him in and play well because they have no other small forward on the team. Yeah. Although Little is listed as a small forward, he's not a small forward. He's is really Bazemore considered a guard? He started at small forward, though. Yeah, that's a problem, too. Yeah. So, I mean, Ariza is their only small forward on the team, and Hazonia is your backup small forward, but you never play him? That's not going to work. Because I hate when they have Trent and, like, McCollum and Lillard out there. It's Cheeks. They've put together some weird lineups, yeah. Yeah. Stotts just, it just it's, tries to be creative, and it looks messy. They're just not bad enough to, like, really blame Stotts. Because if they were, you know, Golden State-esque bad, Stotts would have already been gone. I agree. So it's like, because they could get hot and sneak into the playoffs. They're not far behind. Yeah. Uh, but I think that would... That would hide what the, the problems are, which hopefully does not happen. At this point, I'd rather just not see them not make the playoffs. Yeah. And maybe they get lucky and get a top 10 pick, like a 5 to 10 pick, uh, which which could help them out a little bit at least. Uh, so we'll yeah. see. Is the same GM that drafted Lillard and McCollum there? I have no idea. Because what is he doing? Drafting Swanigan and Little? I mean, Trent is nice, and I don't know where Simons came from, but he was a good pickup, but that's it. You know, the more I think about it, the more I should have, like, doubted how impactful Whiteside would be. I, but I didn't think he needed to be that impactful. That's... I think that's where my problem was. I got you. Yeah, that's fair. I think they needed him more than I thought they would. <laughs> and then now that they do need him and he's not playing that good. Yeah, it just highlights more of their issues. Exactly. I was like, well, you know, as long as he's out there, I thought they'd be fine. <laughs> as long as he was blocking shots and doing what he actually does. I mean, and he had six blocks last game. So in his defense... He does have some really good games. He went six blocks, 14 rebounds, 21 points, and they beat the Pacers. But, you know, he doesn't do that every night. And, yeah, you know, hopefully he again, can Again, their roster that. is too good for them to be, like, a, just a bottom feeder. Yeah. But they are playing. You can't say it's Lillard's. Can't say much of it is Lillard's fault the way he's right. been playing lately. It's been putting on a show, man. All right. Uh, is there anything else? Real quick, since I've touched on all the big performances the last couple of days, mm-hmm. I did uh, <laughs> I did catch uh, Eric Gordon's 50. Mm-hmm. Great. Mike D'Antoni's just built to regurgitate out MVPs, I swear. Why do you say that? It just seems to me like anybody who's Mike D'Antoni's best player – is gonna eat. <laughs> but how does that work though? If they're not really like good enough to win MVP, 
It just he gives them the ball enough. Oh, okay. I think anybody yeah. could put up. There's a lot of guys in the league who could put up huge numbers if they, if the system caters to them. Yeah. And D'Antoni is the king of that. Do you think D'Antoni could coach Portland to a championship? No. <laughs> Why you say it like that? D'Antoni and championship don't go in the same sentence. <laughs> Even with the even with that team, no, it, I'll give D'Antoni credit. I'll I'll say, D'Antoni is a top five coach of all time as far as coaches who've never won anything. Okay, because I think he's again he has changed the game. Yeah, not a lot of coaches have changed the game. Right, and he's one of them. He just, it's not his problem for me is not like the X's and O's or. or, or kind of how he interacts with players. It's just leadership. Mm-hmm. He's never been a very good leader. Mm-hmm. He falls apart in the playoffs, just like all these guys who choke do. Right. And he just, he's too stubborn. Doesn't really adapt, which I, I hate. I've said that so many times about coaches who can't adapt. Yeah. Like you have, like you have to Popovich is learning that the hard way too. Which is crazy because mm-hmm. Popovich has adapted so many times in the past. Right. Uh, but, yeah, man, D'Antoni is – he's just not – he's exactly not good enough to win a championship. Yeah. But he could take Portland to the conference finals a bunch of times. Okay. He might sneak him into the finals every now and then if he was – you know, if he went there for like 10 years. If Terry, if Terry Stotts got fired, who do you think is the right coach for them? That may also be available. That is a good question. Now, of who's available is tough because there's there's some guys out there who kind of probably been out for a little bit mm-hmm. who would probably fit well. Hmm. Who would be available? I think Lionel Hollins should be available. Mm-hmm. I think all the Lakers coaches right. would be available. I think next after this year. season, all those guys will be. And and Hollins to me. I'd hire Hollins before I hired Jason Kidd, to be honest. For that team? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. Probably most teams, I'd take Lionel Hollins before Jason Kidd. Okay. Not, not It's more more of an endorsement to Lionel Hollins than a slight to Jason Kidd. Okay. That's fair. I, I would agree with that. I told you, the only team I think I would want Kidd on is Philly. There's, that's the only one I would... Go right for Kit, mm-hmm. but no other team would I say like right I'll tell as you, soon as he's available. I don't think he obviously he's not going to be available because he just got there. But uh, Dwayne Casey would would do some good things with Portland. I think. I agree. Yeah, and he's doing well with Detroit. I mean, better than most people will imagine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, sucks that they didn't get DeRozan though. Well, it's not over, but. I thought they would get DeRozan and maybe try to help, but without Blake is pointless. I mean, Detroit is Detroit is so trash, and they can make the playoffs this year. Yeah. So that tells you that's all coaching to me. Is DeRozan an all-star? Yeah, I think he, he should be. I, I would, think he should I'm be. Not surp- I wouldn't be surprised if he's not, but I would also not be surprised if he is. Yeah. And it's like... 
and I don't I don't really say this ever, <laughs> and I don't like to say it, but D Rose in the All Star game is good for the culture. Like it really <laughs> <agree>. is. <laughs> no, I agree. I I get what you mean, like, but you can explain it if you want. I mean, there's it's just D Rose's D Rose's comeback is like just is what people love about sports. It's legendary. And D Rose has been the like the uh, such a great t- team guy the last couple years. He stopped mm-hmm. saying like the weird shit of like where you had to question whether he really wanted to keep playing or not. Yeah. Uh, but again, some of that is like you're getting hurt every year. Right. Can you? I can't imagine. Like, can you imagine being a player and you go to college for four years and every single year you get hurt? I can't imagine. Like, man. that's basically really what happened can't. to him. Yeah. In the like, as at his peak. It was just injury, 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 injury. Like, the fact that he's playing is a miracle. It really is. How many Because those guys who have had, you know, lesser injuries that have been done. Yeah, 90% of these other star players, if they had gone through what Rose went through, they'd be either out of the league or marginal role players. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's the definition of an athlete, really. I mean, never quitting. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it would be good for the league. It would be good for other players to see it. It would be good for everyone. I think he'd get a standing ovation, and he deserves it. Mm-hmm. Because he's someone who probably should have quit <laughs> and just wouldn't quit. And the, what he's doing for that team is amazing. He's giving everybody buckets, too. Yeah. I, I feel like he's probably given everybody 22 this year, every team that they've played. Yeah, he's, it's like, he's never, he hasn't had, like, huge games, like, 40, 50 games, mm-hmm. but he also hasn't had, like, five 10-point games. He's getting a solid 18 to 27 every night. Every night. Yeah. 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 I love what I'm seeing from him. Yeah, I think he should be an all-star, too. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, but I hope he is. The East shouldn't have that many all-stars, honestly. <laughs> Just come out there and, like, seven guys. <laughs> <laughs> they could be missing yeah they could be without some all-stars I mean, like for real give me the clear-cut all-stars who aren't starting beal jimmy butler um i mean ben simmons tatum maybe not clear Tatum isn't definitive no simmons is though siakam um, is starting yeah. Okay. Then, then yeah, just three or four guys, really. Yeah. You said Beal, Jimmy Beal, Simmons. Simmons. That's it for that me. Might be it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I gotta say, man, I haven't heard anyone say Graham again, but Grant, he's still playing amazing. Yeah, he he settled down a little bit. And, and I, honestly, it's not really so much him settling down. I think Rozier has picked up his play. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, man. That would be nice to see him in there. I, maybe Tatum is a lock now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, he's kind oh, of... Oh, Bam is a lock. Yeah. He's a lock. Yeah. So you got five, six guys. And and what is his? Eight? I, would, I think so. Seven. I don't know. I think I think Levine might be able to squeeze in there. Oh, by the way, I saw I saw there was a lot of beef with the Trey Young starting over Jimmy Butler. 
That's nonsense. It is nonsense. But beyond just the game, you know why I think this happened? What? Low key. What? I, I ain't forget Jimmy Butler disrespected the All Star game when he was in what was it Minnesota? I think. Oh yeah. You don't remember that when he just fucking I'm not gonna play like. Yeah. Like, dude, that's 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 literally karma for that shit right there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I forgot about that too. Yeah. It might be. That's what you get for disrespecting the All-Star game, bro. Yeah. Yeah, and for me, I would have him starting over Siakam. I think Trey might have been the <laughs> Trey and Greek Freak were the biggest locks to me from the East. Even though Trey, even though the Hawks suck, I think Trey was I mean, Trey is right, almost an MVP candidate, numbers-wise. Yeah. Obviously not team-wise, but numbers-wise, he's having it's, he's top six numbers in the league. He's having, and this is why him and, like, D-Rose are so impressive, because they have no help. No. They have no help. You coming into Atlanta to play Atlanta, you know it's Trey Young and, and others. Yeah. And and even though you know Trey Young, you're locked in on stopping Trey Young, He's giving you 30 and 10. 40 and 10. Right. A lot of nights. Right. Yeah. I think he might have given everyone, he might give everyone 40 within three years. He might pull, you know. I I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think every team in the league might get a 40 piece from him. He's averaging 30. No, Spencer Dinwiddie, by the way, is an all-star in my book. Yeah. He should be an all-star. I don't know if he's a lock. But, he's not a lock, but in my book, he's a lock. Yeah, but he's he not like an overall lock. He should be an all star, yeah. Who oh, we were talking about, Rose, yeah. I was trying to remember who we said, why we were thinking about that, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, You got anything else for the NBA? I'd say I, I also wouldn't be surprised to, to keep one, throw another guy in there. Uh, Levine wouldn't surprise me if he snuck in there. Yeah, I was just saying, I think Levine probably should be in there. Because Chicago has picked up their play. They've, you know, won a good amount of games lately. His leadership, and not like his, you know, vocal leadership, but his leadership in his play has really impressed me. Ever since the coach benched him, and then he had that insane game. Yeah. Ever since then, he's been balling. Yeah. Sometimes, he's been hitting some big shots for yeah, them. Yeah, man. Sometimes you got to get benched. Sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. I know a lot of Reality guys get tech. sensitive and, and get salty and call for coaches' jobs, but sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to hit music real quick? Yeah. Not much to hit. Are there there's some some new stuff maybe? Some You want to talk about Grammys at all? Uh... Cause I don't. No, <laughs> I don't either. Grammys are so. I, I don't want to say it's like um. Grammys are like very electoral collegey, you know. Yeah. It's like okay, these people think it's good, and that's really all that matters. The rest of the world doesn't really matter. Popular opinion doesn't necessarily matter, and the it thing just... is, they're so predictable. It's really no shock. That's that's my issue is it's almost like the Grammys have a limited knowledge of music. Mm-hmm. Which it just 
that's such like backwards logic. Well, yeah. It's like only mainstream shit or only shit that gets pushed by the public is is kind of getting the recognition it deserves. Yeah. Like if there's anybody who should be listening to everything, like you know we listen to a lot of stuff and like you know regular music fans do, it's the mm-hmm. people who select these Grammy nominations. <laughs> yeah. And these and it seems like these guys listen to like ten albums a year and just pick the best like you know however many. Yeah, and it's so hyped. A lot of them are, like you said, is how the public pushes it. Yeah. Some of them are just way more hyped than they are actual good music. Right. And actual substance. And and to me, I would say probably like 75%, 80% of the time in the categories, I already know who's going to win. You just look at the nominations and like, oh, it's easy. Yeah. I know who's winning that already. Yeah. Predictable is the other issue. Yeah, I agree. And and that's to me that takes away the point of the show. Like, why are you showing it if I already know who's gonna win? You yeah. might as well just show them getting the Grammys. Right. You don't have to show me the nominations. Oh, who's gonna win? Open the envelope. No. Just I think it would be better if they just had a show that said these are the winners. They're gonna be accepting their awards here, versus. Uh, these are the nominations. Tune in to see who wins. That's everyone knows. That's not why anyone tunes in. By the way, it's for the performances, and their performances were good. A few that I saw. Um. But yeah, I think it's crazy. Like, oh, let's see who wins. Is it Lizzo? Uh, duh. We saw. Trash. We saw what she did this year. Yeah. Anyway, I don't have any more Grammy yeah, me defamation. <laughs> what else you want to talk in music? You see, before we get into the album, uh, you see the uh, Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj's like a husband or whatever he is gotten like a weird altercation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that made me laugh, man. That was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really it, have like deep thoughts on it because why would you? But it was just funny to me. It is kind of crazy. It, it's just it amazes me when famous people get in fights and, or they get like caught up in stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Meek, it's not a good look, bro. I'm telling them that, like, come on. I know. Even like you know, we don't know what they're fighting about really, but it's just not a good look. I I found out what they're fighting about. Ooh, I'm curious. Put me on Meek game. Release like a diss track. Oh no, Meek. And, well, actually, I'm not sure if he released it or if it got leaked. So I don't know that, but I know he was talking about, yo, this year, man. He's like kind of saying he's trash and that he was corny and stuff, talking about how he dresses and what he looks like and everything. And then, you know, the dude. I guess the dude heard it and. It, confronted meek about it and then popped off i feel like meek is too like meek has turned his life around he's kind of doing bigger better things you know for him to get into something like this is just stupid i always think it's weird when people guys who rap about like not caring about girls (laughs) are fighting over girls yeah bro like i said it's a bad look yeah, 
it's very contradictory. It's like Takashi talking about for years, talking about he'll never snitch, he'll never talk to cops. And now, right. like, he, that's what he did. Singing on the stand. Yeah, now, like, you, you can never get your reputation back. Right. Obviously, it's not the same level here, but like you said, it's just contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to talk about the album we listened to? Yeah. Not no music really came out. <laughs> yeah, we week. listened. We listened to "Rich Youngin" by Stunner for Vegas. Came out two weeks ago, right? Yeah, that big weekend where I was very disappointed. Yeah. Um. You, you what'd you think? You want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll tell you now. If if I had listened to that. On top of the other stuff, I would have had a better weekend. I would have been in a better fun. mood reviewing the other stuff. It was fun. Uh, that's ex- exactly the word for this. <laughs> yeah, it was. Literally, yeah. there's nothing, there's no other good descriptive term to describe this album. Yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, he's got some work to do as far as, like, how good of a rapper he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I like his I like his style. I like his style. I like his song making. I like his energy. Uh, It's, again, fun, easy to listen to. Yeah. Uh, And this album is 12 tracks. It honestly doesn't even feel like 12 tracks. Because the songs are all less than three minutes. Yeah, he just runs through every song. And he just, he's kind of like, you kind of know what you're getting once you get like four or five tracks in. Yeah, you know what's coming, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really don't have anything to add to that. Yeah, I was a little bit disappointed by the uh, the opening track because I thought that was gonna be like the big hit. Yeah, uh, and it wasn't really a hit, but it did grow on me uh, as I've come back to the album a couple times. Yeah, I thought he'd have the baby on here more when I first like first saw that. Yeah, about the yeah, but I'm happy he didn't. Me too. I'm happy he didn't ride him. Yeah, I think definitely doing his own thing. I think I liked it. I, w- I low-key wish the baby made more songs like he does, mm-hmm. to be honest. This was kind of a uh, Kirk kind of album. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in a similar, just a lot of bops, a lot of fun tracks. It yeah. Just here, it was literally start to finish fun tracks. Yeah. And like you said, short, easy to listen to. And one thing that, like, fun albums, it makes it easier to listen to when you don't have a trash verse. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't kill it on every song, but he also didn't sound awful on any of the songs. And he didn't have more than two verses on any Yeah, song. right. <laughs> yeah, he kept it simple. But that that's something like that. Go That goes a long way. Yeah. So, I, I enjoyed it. Yep. Curious to see what he does next. Yeah, me too. I'm curious to see that whole camp. Um, uh, really curious for this weekend because Lil Wayne returns, finally. And um, the album is called Funeral. So he's continuing with the, uh, you know, like the growth thing he's been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard about any features. It's kind of a surprise because he just announced it last week. Yeah, he's been uh he's been touring with like rock bands, which is kind of weird to me. Oh no. Yeah, man. Last time he did that, it, it didn't go well. We'll just say that. 
Yeah, low key. When I go back, I really do enjoy some of those songs, though. Oh yeah, but, he, you could go to every project he's had and find good tracks. Yeah, what what song? What album was that again? Rebirth. The, uh, Rebirth. Yes. With the <laughs> drop the world with Eminem. Yeah. 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 Um, I but I do hope that's not this. I really do. It just from what I've heard from his features, I I like the the headspace that he's at right now or he's in right now. Me too. Because he's been killing it with the features that like the last quarter of 2019. Yeah, he has. Uh, and if he kind of if he just keeps these tracks like kind of old school, just like cool unique beats that he could kind of go crazy on. Yeah, I think he could give us like a vintage kind of album, man. You know, but the one thing, and I get it, he's trying to adjust to the new time, but Lil Wayne is a single guy, though. Like, I, I'm not, I'm always worried when Lil Wayne doesn't have a single. That's a good point. I agree with that. Because all the albums when Lil Wayne had singles, fire. Like, more fire was coming. Mm-hmm. And this, like, when there's no single and I'm just, like, supposed to listen to the album, like, Although he makes good albums, I think his success comes from his singles. So I, I don't know. I don't really know how to interpret that, how I want to interpret it. So I'm just going to yeah, roll with I, it. I'm, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to listen to this. I'm, I don't really have too much expectations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully I can kind of get a, a good, fair uh, assessment of what I hear. Yeah. Anything else that's, that we know is coming this weekend? No. No, but... Um, is Cass- rumored party next door. Still waiting for that. Rumored the weekend sometime. Oh, Kesha's coming out. Oh, okay. I'm gonna check that the out. The return. Well, second return. I'm not, I'm not excited for it, but I'll check it out. I hope she doesn't do too much singing again. She just, I don't I, like, I like she the, got too preachy on the last one for me. Yeah, with the bullying stuff and all that. Yeah, with the whole, the, like, women empowerment. Yeah, just, that was, not that for, was wild. It's not, that's, I'm not the audience for that. Right. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if Russ is coming out this weekend, but if he is, I'm definitely getting that. I heard, He's been supposed I I to come out for a little about, while. Yeah, I think I did hear something about that. Megan Trainer is coming. I'm good. Yeah, Russ. According to iTunes, Russ is coming out to uh, what is it tomorrow? Okay, cool. Tomorrow cool. night. You hear the new um? Do you like Paramore? No, but I've liked some of them. The stuff that I've heard. Well, Haley Williams released like a solo track last week. That was pretty good. Got some recognition. Not I, maybe it wasn't last week. It might have been like. Tuesday. We got Bieber coming up in a couple weeks. What? What's the date? I think it's the 16th, February. Oh, I'm ready for that. I am too. That, I like that I'm excited for. I like this Bieber. I like R and Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> R and Bieber is fire, Loki. <laughs> he has, like, everybody thought he would become trash as time would go on. Yeah. And he has done the exact opposite. Yeah, he's getting better and better. He's, yeah, that's literally he's just improved every every album. It feels like 
since boyfriend, I've appreciated his music on a different level mm-hmm. going forward. Definitely. All right. Um, I really don't have anything else. Uh, no. As far as uh movies, I'm I'm still I'm gonna catch Gentleman probably in a week or two. Um, okay. But uh, I started watching a You on Netflix. Yeah, the uh, the creeper like show. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that's... anything about it. it. I'll tell you, it's, like I'm watching it with my girl. It's a good show to watch with with a girl. It's super viral. Yeah, it's a lot of funny parts in it, and yeah, it's a, it's a creative. It's not the most original show, but they the way they like the way they tell the story is pretty cool. Is that the dude from Gossip um, Girl? Gossip Girl. But he was in Gossip Girl. Oh, that's okay. what I remember him from. Was he in? Um. Okay, yeah. Gossip Girl. And this right. is he's he's really good. I feel like I saw him in something else. Maybe probably, but, maybe but uh, like this is this is a hard role. Like I don't think everybody could pull off this role. Oh, okay. And he's just he's a great mix of like like cringy but likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he it's a pretty cool show. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, you do you want to play an outro or no? We don't uh, have to. Nah. Doesn't really feel right. Go music list today. Yeah. Um. Out of respect for Kobe, we're just gonna we're just gonna close the podcast. I did twenty four to start, so I'll do eight to finish here. Um. You got anything else? No, we'll be back next week. React to the Super Bowl. Uh, get into Oladipo's debut a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be back. And the All-Star Reserves. Yeah. So, all right. See you guys next time.